welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. everybody welcome to the confessional podcast my name is mike moran and i am joined this week by our mobile producer a good friend of mine we've been doing a lot of stuff together radio josie is that what i should call you yeah radio josie yeah that's good how are you doing radio josie i am excellent this how is you? our first time doing the mobile the mobile thing yeah should we spoil it already and say we're doing the mobile thing in the dark and i'm trying to produce mobile in the dark because right. that's special well, you know, we do have candlelight. Behind the laptop screen, so I can't use it. Oh, right, right. Well, you know, let me, let me just pull this around No, here. I don't think I want it that close to the equipment. Okay. <laughs> well, someone wants their cake and eat it too. That's right. I think. You, can't, you want it all, but you can't have it, Faith, no more. I want the most stuffed Oreos, but only the cream, damn it. Josie, listen to me. Today, you know what we're doing? I have no idea what we're doing. It's dark in here. Well, I'm going to tell you, we're doing uh, the creepy pasta episode of the Confessional Podcast, and we have not one but two guests on the podcast this week. One, a returning guest; the other, a brand new guest. Um, Can you believe that? I'm excited for that. Do you want to let them uh, do stuff like talk? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Are we just going to keep them here in the dark? They can. They can talk to me, and then I'll relay it back. Oh, I'll okay. Give it my interpretation. No, uh, we have uh, the the producer of the upcoming music video for The Loss, our first single called Like There's a Gun to My Head. Is that our first single? Yep. Am I in the band? I don't know yet. I don't know either. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but will you please welcome to the show, Kate Hardwick. Welcome, Kate. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming by. What else you got uh, going on, Kate, besides... Uh, uh, the music video. Uh, I'm in my last week of grad school, so that's Excellent. sort of uh, that's sort of the main thing that's going on in my life right now. But um, but you made time that, for the confessional podcast. Wise choice. Thank you. Um, I am going to be falling into a void starting next week, so I thought uh, getting into the creepy pasta mood would help prepare me for oh, the good, horrors good. that face me as sure. I enter the real world. World post school. That's the real creepy pasta. Yep. Regular life. And uh, not only do we have Kate this week, Josie, but we also have one of my favorite comedians, people. Uh, this this woman has just been blowing up lately on the on the Instagrams and the you know the whatever's they do the TikToks. What the children do. Yeah. Uh, a, our good friend Rose Vineshank. Hi, Rose. Hi. Rose, what do you got going on? You're doing so much lately, it seems. Um. Oh, God, that's a tough question. The last week of May, I'm going to be doing a bunch of shows in New York. So if Whoa. anyone wants to go there. And then me and Suzanne Westenhofer, a Ooh. lesbian comedian icon from the 80s Ooh. and onward, are doing three shows in P-Town the last weekend wow. of May. Um, so wow. And just out. to clarify, she's doing shows in northern upstate New York, not New York City. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know the difference. That's great. I feel like this has really been your year, Rose. You're really... Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
you peaked, is what I'm saying. I, uh, no, it seems like you're like, doing really well. I'm seems not. Like you're breaking through to the other side. I, I'm trying real hard. Well, you're producing great content. I love your sleepy guy character. Thank you. Yeah, I. They let me bartend as him at Zissimo's, and like. Any people kept trying to order drinks, and I kept giving them warm glasses of milk. <laughs> and like people started getting mad, and they didn't kick me out. <laughs> it was, I think, the most fun I've ever had in a nightcap. <laughs> and what's 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 the sleepy guy uh, signature catchphrase? So it depends on who you ask. In some circles, he's like very much like honk shoo. Right. But like sometimes, if you know the right people, he'll be all like. <laughs> I don't trust me, me, me people. I it's honk shoe or nothing. I think we need to start querying the honk shoe, sis, me, 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 me binary. Right. Um, for yeah. the sake of sleepy guys and gals and 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 whoever, you sure. know. Absolutely. Um, you do, you can take a nap no matter what you you feel about your your body. That's very true. Um, now, Rose, let's just jump right the hell into it because we got a lot of ground to cover tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. You and I have a, a little bit of a tradition. Yes, we do. <laughs> when we when we travel to shows together, and when we're we're driving home through the horrifying woods <laughs> and country roads, because they're always way more fun to take than the highway, we listen to spooky, creepy pastas. Yes, and at first I thought I loved horror, <laughs> and then you showed me some things that made me want to physically throw up, and now I don't know how I feel about horror. I like it. What? I like it. I didn't show you anything gross, no, no, though. No, uh, you. Uh, it was audio. Okay. It wasn't anything gross. It was just so viscerally disturbing that I was afraid. You're making it sound like I made sleep. you sit down and watch the Bud Dwyer video on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> you made me watch Abandoned by Disney. Oh my God, dude! All right, that had. I actually brought this up in the depression. And I thought meeting. it was real because I didn't really know what a creepy pasta oh, really? was. Oh no. Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> Do you know that one, Kate, Abandoned by Disney? Well, it, okay. So it, it has one of the most brilliant lines I've ever heard at the end of it. And it actually, <laughs> I brought it up the depression meeting because it's like so accurate existentially. And it is, do you want to say it, Rose? I don't remember it because I've repressed it. <laughs> like I was very afraid. It says, Abandoned by Disney. Oh, Abandoned, abandoned by, by God. God. <laughs> Which is so, like, I wish I had written a song called that. You know what I mean? Because it's true. We are abandoned by Disney Ooh. as we get older. Abandoned you know, just like by we're. Disney. <laughs> I didn't say the Goo Goo Dolls were going to cover it. Abandoned by Disney. <laughs> On some soundtrack to some stupid rom com. <laughs> Kate, make sure you're talking like uh, getting a good. Uh, there you go. Like this. Is that accurate, Josie? Or am I mansplaining what you already told her? Them. Incorrectly. I did not. Okay. Well, that's what I plan on doing for the most part tonight. Talking about myself. <laughs> no, um, Kate, what's talking what's your experience? <laughs> I keep forgetting Rose is over there because I can't <laughs> see her at all. Luckily for everyone, I'm very loud. Right. We're, we're going with seventh grade sleepover Ouija board style tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Kate, can you tell us your experience with creepypasta and, and, and what you like and all that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I've always been a very easily creeped out person. I've, uh, 
I've never looked in a mirror. In a oh room. yeah, I we have, were talking about I that. I have never, I have never done that. Um, so I guess I would say I've been uh, always very influenced by sort of sourceless legends that pervade so pre pre creepy pasta yeah did yeah. you have any like around your town that were going around um well that was a big one that my that you know the dark don't look in the, you know well we, no, it was no. bloody mary oh. or candy and man. i was the one who always like yeah. at sleepovers would be like okay gals I'll, I'll go do it and then i'd scream and be like i, I really saw her oh my god let's huddle i would have, I, I would have been very mad that at was, you that was your in yes. <laughs> actually i oh, remembered man. a game from childhood recently okay. and i can't remember how it ends and i'm wondering if just any... that sentence is creepy <laughs> i remember uh, a game from childhood and i don't remember how it ends i'm wondering if any of you will recall this so it was it it was you would have two people one one would stand with their eyes closed and they would be silent and the other person stands behind them <gasps> and there's a, a series of motions that you do you say the person standing behind says crack an egg on your head and like drops their fist on your head and says let the yolk run down and trickles their fingers down oh, yeah, you and then again it's crack an egg on your head let the yolk run down and then it's stab a knife in your back let the blood run down stab a knife in your back let the blood run down and then i can't remember what the what the what the what the last one needles. was are you sure it was get, needles it right it was needles and then and then you spiders go crawling up and down spider yeah. i think there was spiders crawling up and down I what i and then you, you go remember? into light as a feather, stiff as a board after that, right? That, to me, was a separate game. Oh, see, we did them, like, in a row. Like, after you had all the stuff go down your back and uh -huh. all that. That makes sense. We that makes sense. We just went right yeah. into so it. How come around, like, 10, 11, 12, we were all doing so much, like, witchcraft? Well, I think your yeah. theory is right. It was, uh, it was um, you know, how you got people to huddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is like uh, a whole phenomenon that no one ever seems to talk about of like the like the the mild witchcraft kind of uh, pay like uh, what's it a cult that like a lot of like kind of preteens early teens get into you know. Some of us never grow out of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still fascinated by it all, you know. But uh, I feel like no one, no one talk, like this the sleepover world of, of spooky stories and occult stuff. Like I feel like that needs to be explored more in yeah. like a horror movie or something. Where the veil is just a little bit thinner between mm. your world and the spirit world somehow. Oh my god. Wow. That was much I'm pretty sure the movie you're looking for is The Craft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was what was that lady's name that looked it was like Veruca Salt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love her. I liked her teeth. Oh my dude, her eyes were like, whoa. Uh okay, so Whitney Lee uh, from Lexington, Kentucky, who is also part of the True Crime Campfire podcast, good friend of the confessional. Uh, she chose Ted the Caver. Oh, no. She says, I... <laughs> <laughs> That's like the friendliest creepy pasta name ever. <laughs> that's Ted how you know the, the more cutesy the name is, the worse they are. Right, yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's a very good point. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say I like it. It lives rent-free in my head, though. It's about a caving expedition with a guy and his friend, B. They find a narrow little space in... I don't know if that's a typo or the guy's name is B. <laughs> they find a narrow little space and work on winding it up with power tools and such. And the further they get, the more weird shit keeps happening. Like, they come across strange carvings on the wall and hear these creepy, 
unearthly noises. I can tell Rose is loving this. It's been years since I've read it too, so I might not actually, uh, I not I might not remember everything totally accurately. But B ends up going missing, and Ted goes back to try and find him and encounters some kind of bizarre creature. It's very claustrophobic and eerie. If you like the movie The Descent, you'll like the story, and it feels very real. Uh, the author originally posted it as on a real caving forum with pictures. <gasps> Whoa. So you guys aren't familiar with that one? No, but I think that's, I, I want to say I think that that's really interesting. I think part of what makes creepypastas so scary is the ethos that is lent by the anonymous authority of the internet. Right. So I love that this first appeared on a real spelunking right, website. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, how do we know it isn't true? Right. What right, a stupid yeah. name for a sport. Yeah. Splunking. <laughs> I think it's an automatopoeia, right? You like drop something and it goes Splunk. splunk, and that's how you know how far the drop is. Yeah. Is that true? I'll tell you what's not an automatopoeia: the word automatopoeia. <laughs> how did that word get that name? Like, is it irony? Um, yeah, caves are scary. Caves are very scary. I started listening to that one today, and it was very scary. Uh, have you seen the Descent, Rose? Oh yeah, that's yeah. like. There's a lot of like sapphic tension in that movie. Mm. I feel of, of what? <laughs> I don't know. It just the whole thing's very symbolic. Like a bunch of really close female friends oh. are all in a cave, a moist cave <laughs> together, and oh. fighting their fighting <laughs> their inner <laughs> demons in the cave to get. I don't know. Huh? I interesting. Just, I had a different take on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds like the correct take. Yeah. 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 Probably. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that one, but it does sound very creepy. Caves are freaking horrifying and like old timey caving sounds the, the scariest. Like I remember going to endless caverns in Virginia as a kid and like the story of why it was endless is because some guy like kept climbing through like the tiny little hole that it became the, the like tiny little like foot and a half oh, tunnel that it was for like tinier, miles. And, tinier too. and then he got <laughs> and when he came out he was tiny. <laughs> He came out the other side. And he was He's like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what an adventure. <laughs> you know what, Rose? He came out the other side, a reggae dog. That was the weird thing. No. Do you remember reggae dogs came? No one you remembers mean, like, them. We, we did a different episode yeah, about like Mandela effect. Public television shows that only you remember. Well, that I, it wasn't that specific. <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay. I mean, Are you talking about like the the dogs with the people hands? They had nothing to do with reggae. No, those were just the Sesame Street. Yes. Yeah, so that was a different nobody, fever dream. No, nobody has been able to corroborate. To really? Me. I mean, I've looked so it up online. So that's your Mandela effect? No, they're, like, no, they're I've real. I've looked it up online so I know it's real, they but would, nobody that I've spoken to has, oh, has agreed with okay. me They would bake. It. They would like compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would hold yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I confirmed no, I know. that they existed It's, it's nice myself, to find but, another um, believer. Yeah. But did anybody else watch Great Space Coaster? Because I thought that was a fever dream until I found the special on DVD, but I still can't find any episodes. And that show was like... Muppet puppet people <laughs> mixing, and there was this news guy called Gary Gnu. Muppet puppet people mixing. <laughs> yeah, Muppet puppet. It, yeah, it was. It, I don't believe no, that. No, I'm gonna have to show you pictures. It, no, I, mean, I, I have the DVD. No, there were Muppet puppet people. There was this giant elephant guy, and he actually carried around the stick that like the worked stick? his trunk. So he was a Muppet and a puppet people. Wow. No, that is grotesque. That is so self. These people are their own marionettes. Yes. 
Dude, that disgusting. is disgusting. You know, we're talking ourselves around to what is now because of the show, one of the more famous creepypastas, but Candle Cove. Oh, I don't want to talk uh, about I can't, we can't, okay, that was the one, one that, that I was the one, Rose with too. like, that was the one that I listened to. I've never been more upset by anything I've ever heard, and I could not tell you why. I couldn't tell you really? why. Because we all have that experience of the Shh. show that we sort of remember that because we were so little, it affected yes. us really intensely right. and we can't identify it because it wasn't listed online yet. I have so Me many too. memories of fragments. Max Headroom was my, oh my God, that's Or The Puzzle Place. No, I don't know. That, that was that. a really creepy one. The Puzzle Place. Oh eh? my God. What the Josie's fuck is now that? showing us uh, pictures of, tell us what that <laughs> is, Josie. Oh my God, I'm afraid this, of this is, too. This is the Great Space Coaster cast and that is the elephant that worked that his own trunk that kind of looked like a dryer vent. Why does it, and then it there's looks this like a couple actual Muppets are there. Well, yeah, that one's kind of a ripoff of Animal. Can and I that, see? And then Actually, I don't want to and then there was a little bird, and then there's a clown one, and he's the worst because his eyes Google. This is a bad dream of a TV oh show. God. Google isn't supposed to be a verb. <laughs> they don't do that on their own. Yeah, this show does it on its own. Wow. And then, yeah, that's the big bird ripoff, but it's a small bird, and it's oh, pink. Oh, wow. That Wait. Is... Yeah, that's upsetting. Did you guys know that Snuffleupagus was a phantom originally? A phantom? In... like... Big Bird's what? imaginary yeah. friend? Yeah. What? As opposed to all of the other crazy <laughs> animals that weren't supposed to be imaginary? No, they no, like nobody could see Snuffleupagus except for Big Bird. Snuffleupagus was my rock bottom <laughs> when he started hallucinating him. And you know why they changed it? Because they didn't want kids to think that they they could like tell adults things and that they wouldn't mm. believe them. Oh, I see. They're so thought. They were yeah. so thoughtful. There were so I many know. good things. Oh, I know. So wholesome. That, uh, it was funny too. Like Bert and yeah. Ernie were freaking funny. I feel like that was the beginning of my like humor. You know, no, literally like adult humor. Like the slightly Muppets mature are a humor. thousand percent still my humor. Like at my shows, like I like popping up from behind things and I like flailing. Oh, like dude, I could, I could so see Rose like being doing a Muppet thing, well, like being in a Muppet movie or something. Can I tell you, actually, the whole reason I started doing stand-up, and I don't want to give away this whole idea, but I have a dream that involves one day I'm going to make my own show that involves Muppets, but it would be like kind of more like like something that you'd watch on 3 a.m. at Adult Swim mm. um, while you and your friends are high on marijuana. Nice. That sounds, sounds scary. No, but it's not going to be it's scary. Gonna it's going to be educational. It's like, oh. imagine... Okay, I don't want to give too much away, but no one listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, no, right. okay, okay. Um, okay, imagine like... It's going to be like the Crocodile Hunter. Except... This, yes, you okay. heard me. Scary, no, it's well, not. He's okay. really nice. Um, and so I'm going to be like the Crocodile Hunter... But instead of hunting crocodiles, it's going to be all these like Muppet creatures in nature, and I'm going to help them solve very niche like Muppet problems. Oh, that's a great premise. I love that. That is cool. Yeah. I, I just got severely small some more because I was over here on my phone doing a great space coaster deep dive, and the guy who plays that creepy clown thing, Baxter the Clown, was actually Kevin Clash, Dundalk High School graduate, aka Elmo. Wait, oh. I know Elmo. That guy. That's right. Wait a minute. His he's real from name? Dundalk? Yeah, he's he from Dundalk. <laughs> Are you talking about... Um, yeah, that Kevin Clash. Oh, never mind. No? No, he got in trouble. I know a different guy named Elmo. Who's no, no, the guy. Oh, yeah, don't tell me that. Sad. Yeah. But he was also a creepy clown in his early career, so let's just be shocked. Oh, my God. 
makes sense. But uh, dog be- represent. Yeah. Um, well, before we get get too off topic, let's uh, let's discuss Candle Cove a little bit. Do, do you want? Can you sum that up for yeah. us, Kate? Yeah. So um, it's uh, some people. You know, they're uh, about. 30 early 30s adults uh who grew up in the 80s they're having a having a dinner party um one of them is has become a prominent child psychologist and moved away and he's back in town for the first time and uh his brother was murdered as a kid um and he's having dinner with his friends and it's the people have been drinking it's the end of the night and he says um do you all remember that show candle cove and everybody kind of goes silent and somebody, you know, one by one, they start to sort of bring back their memories of this strange TV show that they watched as children. And one of them says, do you remember that episode where they were just screaming? <laughs> and one of the other one of the other guests says, I thought that was a dream. And the other, somebody else says, no, that was a real episode. So anyway, that's how it that's how it starts right, off, um, right. and you know things progress from there. Uh, you 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 get to see you know there's uh, so I actually they turn they 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 televised this uh, in a sci-fi show oh, that was actually wow. uh, very good. Um, oh. It was just one season, um, uh, but later on. Um, the so the the man is staying with his mother, and uh, he you know, things, more and more crazy things have started happening. Children are again disappearing from the Mm. town like they did in the 80s. And the guy says to his mom, do you remember that show we used to watch, Candle Cove? And she says, oh, I remember that game. And he says, no, it was a TV show. And she says, no, it was, you and your brother would just lie on the carpet staring at the TV turned off for hours on end. I thought it was on static, wasn't it? (sighs) No, I don't think it wasn't oh, even. Okay. It was, or maybe, maybe that was. Yeah, but it, but they 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 realized that only children can right. see the show, and it's being broadcast again, right. and it's calling the children to this place called the Crow's Nest. Whoa! And uh, I, I feel like I heard a simplified version of this. One. Well, they probably they pro- they probably expanded for mm. they probably added some details for the for the Whoa. for the like season long right. TV show version, but um, but. The, that's the basic wow. premise. And I, ju- I think that it just resonates so hard because your early childhood memories are so fragmentary. Mm-hmm. And so everything that you saw then. And a lot of us had like public access and they just had weird yes. stuff yeah. on yeah. it. I do believe that children's TV shows of the 80s, some of the most terrifying media that ever existed, <laughs> that style of lighting, the like white spotlights, everything looked like Charlie Rose. Right. Why? And everything Why do they think kids wanted backgrounds to look like Charlie Rose? You know, it's very strange. Yeah, and everything like hit your uncanny valley because this was before CGI. This was before like anything. So like any weird like thing you saw was something that someone handmade. So it was like very much like in our world in a way that like the CGI stuff just isn't, and that kind of makes it more visceral and scary. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, I was just gonna say that like yeah, I think kids are soft because. (laughs) (laughs) my nieces will watch like the Barbie things and they're all pop culture ripoffs of better movie moments anyway but they're like terrified of the princess bride and I'm like how and then we can't even get into like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal with them because Mm. they have yet to finish Mm. the princess bride because uh, my my older niece was so upset 
that Fazzini died, that they could not continue the movie, even though he was the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. No. Wow. Dark Crystal though had that one scene that really disturbed me. Where, oh yeah. Where the podling gets its soul sucked out. Oh well, yeah, that was disturbing. I thought you were gonna say when they stripped the Chamberlain because that was like rapey. I don't remember I don't, that. I don't even know if I've seen the Dark Crystal all the way. It's I've seen like pieces of it. Yeah, I also. It's a beautiful masterpiece. Yeah, everybody my age like. It's one of my comfort films. Right, yeah. I could see that. Like a lot of, yeah, it's one of, and The Princess Bride, I swear, I, I think I just saw that in the theater when I was like eight and I've never seen again. Everybody loves that one. But Rose, so why do you think Candle Cove hits you so hard? Because of what they said, like it's just, again, we, we all have those really fragmented childhood memories and like, yes you're like kind of just consuming like so much media without even realizing it. And it's all public access because back then no one had cable and it's all really bad. And that, that style of, uh, of just production, it's really freaky and bad and horrible. Like, like Zoobly Zoo. Shut up. Rose just turned into the princess diaries. (laughs) What what the hell is Zoobly Zoo? It's, it's Ben Marino. Oh my god! Don't go into my subconscious like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's read uh, another confession here. Oh, this is a good one. This is from Albert Schroeder, uh, Schroeder Denton, Texas. The Russian sleep experiment. <laughs> Having insomnia, the idea of being awake so long that you tap into some sort of other dimension through madness is terrifying, and the idea that it was an experiment done by a Russian military pushing the boundary seems plausible. Is everyone familiar with the Russian uh, sleep experiment? Yeah, that's the one where the people sort of go like Nosferatu after a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that one, Rose? No. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Can you give her, can you give Rose the, uh, the, the gist, Kate? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a Soviet era. They kept people awake with all kinds of torture methods and did it for so long that they physically changed and (sighs) became these really, the images. Is it real? There are images. Is it real? There are there are photographs. Some people claim it's never it's never been claimed like by a uh, by an author. I don't think. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't know if it's ever been traced to an original source. But the images, the people look. Nosferatu is the only comparison that yeah. I have. They, the people are just you know it, emaciated and yeah. shrunken. That's how I used to feel. Like I'd wake up at three a.m. and like Robot Chicken would be playing, <laughs> so I can kind of relate. <laughs> and and uh, they, they like gave him a gas to keep them awake right and that's what and, causes yeah. the mutation I well think. I, I think yeah. it was just they, they became like addicted to the gas okay and they get like really pissed off when they would try to make them sleep after that and it turns out there's like these whole interdimensional beings that uh, we repress through slumber that come out when uh when a human is deprived of sleep i wouldn't be surprised that actually oh, is that, tracks is that zooby zoob zoobly i feel like i recognize that that lion guy up I feel like I do recognize this. Horrifying. Yeah. Oh my god. No, no. What the hell is Rose doing? I'm looking for my phone. All right. Well, Kate, can you tell us uh, what what creepy pasta you enjoy the most? Yeah. Well, one that um, has been on my mind a lot lately 
uh, and I am uh, in the tradition of creepy pastas, which come from who knows where mm -hmm. and are reproduced who knows how. I uh, am going to sort of tell you about what I've heard about sure. it. Uh, I've heard that there is an Ikea that if you get lost in it, you stay lost forever. And I mean, you know, every time you walk into an Ikea, you, mm. you feel like you've, you, all sense of time goes out the window. All the windows themselves are fake. You know, it's the, mm. the endless matrices yeah, is, of repeating rooms and the arrows on the floor mm -hmm. and everything just feels like it loops just around. Fake worlds but, everywhere. but this particular Ikea, you can't find the exit again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, eventually you realize that you're not the only person who is lost in the Ikea. And you also uh, learn that the... Don't say the meatballs are made of people. <laughs> yeah, this just sounds like a dream Ikea to me. I'm not sure why this is a nightmare. I just, I want to go live <laughs> there. You love to be in the infinite Ikea. Well, I love it. I love the food. I love when their ice cream machine works more than McDonald's. Well, this hasn't gotten to the scary part yet. Right. You can't always find the snack bar. <gasps> mm, that is a nightmare. So every time you find one, you have to put as many meatballs in your pockets as you can, eat all of the ice cream that you can manage to before you walk away because it will melt. But the other thing is that you have to hide at night because that's when the employees come out mm. and you don't want to deal with the employees. But so eventually you start, you know, you meet other shoppers who have become stuck there and, you know, you're sort of traveling in a band together and people start to talk about their lives before. And somebody mentioned something about how they grew up in Philadelphia, you know, the capital of the United States. <laughs> and everybody kind of looks at each other and somebody goes, like D.C. is the capital of the United States. And somebody else goes, the United States hasn't had a capital since New York City burned down. <gasps> and that's when you realize I would probably that be so arrogant that I would just think everyone was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're all really idiots. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. That's when you realize. Well, that even if you do find the exit, you might not be going home. Oh, my God. Oh, you could be going to a different dimension. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. What do you think of that one, Rose? I Are you never going to go to an Ikea again? No, as a lesbian, I have to. I know, you're required. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You're going to have to become straight if you're but scared of that I one. don't like it. I don't know. That's really freaky. That's yeah. really freaky. There's something about, like, you ever, like, like a, a furniture store at night? You ever, like, look into a furniture store? Like, it's kind of like looking into a mirror. It's like all yeah, this I fake like life. Look, I like, don't like to look at any of that. I, I, I don't, don't look, like out, win I don't look out windows or in windows at night. I, I stay within oh. the bounds of the, yeah, you don't, glass and darkness. Right, right. Mm -mm. Well, Rose, did I tell you the, 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 the two-sentence creepypasta that I made up? I told Kate the other day. <laughs> tell me. Uh there's nothing more frightening than catching a glimpse of your reflection in the window at night until you realize the window is open. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's pretty good, that's right? Pretty yeah, it's, good. it's really good. Uh, the best two-sentence one I heard is, um, I don't know if I'm telling it right, it's like, 
I, p- I put my hand on the light switch, but there was already one there or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so Rose, you kind of, your psyche over there uh, created a, a creepypasta recently. See. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, just to give some backstory, I've been really stressed at work. I work in mental health, which is great. <laughs> it's great. I like my job. Um, and, um, my manager is on maternity leave again, and I am the assistant manager, but I'm acting as manager, but I don't have an assistant manager because I'm the assistant manager. So, you know, and then all my staff quit. Um, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's like literally fine. But, um, I've been having a lot of nightmares recently, uh, and so one of them actually like really, really, really disturbed and upset me. And I had it um, after a night I was kind of talking to one of my coworkers and like I um, I had emoted a lot, which I don't usually do. So like I think like I was just open up to expressing my thoughts and feelings, maybe even through dreams or something. Because uh, I usually don't have nightmares either. Like, I have really great dreams about, like, all different kinds of birds and, like, mm. penguins, owls. Wow. Usually, like, No. And so this time, it was really messed up. So, okay. This is actually really scary. Like, this, I woke up upset and I was afraid for two days. Oh, my God. Like, do you ever have a nightmare where you, you wake up and you feel fear? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. And it's, it's state. <laughs> but it stays with you. I have sleep paralysis dreams. Ooh. So, definitely. I'm so grateful I don't have that. Yeah. It sounds so terrifying. We actually did a sleep paralysis uh, episode before. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do a second one. Do you have yeah. that, Kate? Yes. Oh, no man. need. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rose. Okay. This is really scary. I'm just going to preface it by saying that. But it might not be when I say it out loud. When I no, typed, it is. You already When I typed me. it to you, though. It was scary. Okay. So this is the dream. You're in this um, little town, but it's a fake town, like the kind they would have at Epcot, right? And everyone knows it's a fake town, but everyone's kind of a tourist there. And there's this, you're kind of secluded in there with a bunch of other people. It feels like a real city, but you know it's not. Um, And there's this demon guy um, who shows up. And in the story, he was the bad guy in my dream. And um, he was, I I don't know how I found this out in his dream, but he was called... Uh, the Puzzle Man. Mm. Yeah, I just said name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and so, <laughs> so what he did was he was really tall Mm-mm. and he would kind of show up and he had a really big smile on his face Mm-mm. all the time. Mm-mm. Like, just a really big smile. But he didn't, it was like, I knew he was smiling, but I don't remember what his face looked like. Ah. I know his eyes were kind of peeled back, but also ah. like not there. So like what he would do, and I, again, this is dream logic, right? I didn't write this. This isn't something that makes sense. But sure. when you hear it, this was like just how it happened. So mm-hmm. the way the dream went was Puzzle Man would kind of show up. He would um, bend his wrist and out of his wrist would emerge this key mm. that he could 
he would like kind of, no matter who you are, he could stick it right in the <gasps> back of your neck where your shoulders and neck met. And he would, when he turned it, he could control your bones. <laughs> Why your bones specifically? Like he could tr- control your whole body? Just your bones. I guess and you were still could... like, I feel like in the dream, what was scary was like the people who he did that to would kind of like lock up and they were still very much like aware of what was oh. going on. But, you know, imagine like you have like a little Lego person and you could just warp them mm. however you want. But oh. our joints don't do that. So okay, it was so, like painful. So he couldn't mm. make you like walk around and do stuff. He could just he, like turn you into like a statue. No, he could make you walk around and do oh, stuff. Okay. And like what he liked to do, I think why he was the puzzle man is because he would make you like link bones with other people and make <gasps> you into these like kind of weird, Ooh. weird like oh machine, like not machines, but like, right. you know, uh, systems. I can't sure. even explain it. Um, for like do, performing tasks for him or just like for art? Kind like of for just his like, own ener- just kind like of for, for his, his own entertainment. entertainment. Okay. Like the same way, like, you know, um, you would have like a weird wind up toy or something. Yeah. Like, oh God. And so it was kind of forcing people together in these weird, unnatural ways. And in the movie, he was all, or sorry, in my dream. It feels like a horror movie. So then he was also a shapeshifter. So like the dream I spent like running, but I was kind of trapped in this fake city anyway. So there was nowhere to really escape to. Um, and he was a shapeshifter and there were other people around, but I couldn't talk to any of them because it might have been him. And there was a little girl with me um, that I was, I think I had to protect. I just mm. know that like you made it to the end and then you think that you're out and then you're not. Mm. And it was really, really scary. And I woke up so upset, so freaked out, and I'm still pretty freaked out. Making it to the end and thinking that you're out and realizing that you're not, right. I think that is one of the perennially terrifying themes. Yeah, because the only way I can wake up from a sleep paralysis dream is to start hyperventilating mm-hmm. in real life and telling myself to breathe and like telling myself to wake up that I'm not really dead. So, yeah, I feel that. But I do have a question for Rose. Does Did he look anything like that? <laughs> Why would you do that to her? <laughs> No. <laughs> For a second there, I thought it was passed out. Actually, hold on. That is pretty creepy, though. Like weird. Tooth man or something. <laughs> almost, like, almost a similar vibe, Mr. except Tooth. like that guy looks like too friendly, to be honest. Really? Like, <laughs> he's a kindergarten letter helpener from, from when I was in kindergarten. Oh. Oh. It's Mr. T with the tall teeth from the ah, little people. That's a scary tall name. Tall teeth. Yeah, but he's Ugh. a scary dude. Oh, he's a very scary yeah, dude. Big with a very t- scary I remember there name. was a story in one of those like kids' scary storybooks that was not the scary stories to tell yeah. in the dark, but like a a, a younger kind of mm-hmm. one uh, where a, a boy asks uh, someone what time it is. And, uh, he's like on the street and he's late and it's getting dark, and uh, and the guy lights a match to look at his watch and smiles at him and he has huge teeth. Oh my god! And then he runs into another guy, and the guy's like, "What are you running from?" And he's like, "Oh my god! I just saw a guy with the biggest teeth ever." And that guy smiles, and his teeth are even bigger. <laughs> oh my god! That's really scary. <laughs> I and know. That's, that's like awful. And dude, if you saw the the picture of the first guy, is this like, a horror thing? It was like scary stories for kids, you know. Uh, it was, you know, it's like an elementary school spooky stories book with pictures. 
Well, and the pictures were really creepy. And and then it happens a third time for some reason. I don't know if that's really... Can I explain the theory of my dream real quick just to anyone listening so they don't get too scared? Because I think it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. So my company's logo is a key. And I didn't remember <gasps> oh. that until two days later. And I feel like in capitalism, you're forced like with these random people to operate in very unnatural ways in very close proximity to one another in this sort of manufactured environment that almost feels like a little society, but it's, it's artificial. The lighting's artificial. Everything's artificial and you have to keep going. Otherwise you are going to suffer. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So I feel like oh. that was a metaphor for capitalism and the atrocities of even the private nonprofit sector in late stage capitalism. Also, the like veneer of friendliness maintained by yes. the corporate structure. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Look, I found the tooth man if you want to see him. I don't. This guy was so terrifying to me. Oh! <laughs> now Rose really wants to see. Familiar. I bet you. I bet you saw Who that book. Who is this by? Can I um, see? Yeah. It's not Maurice Sendak, is it? It almost looks like Maurice. Sendak. I don't know. There's another one with the oh, girl with the ribbon. So the green ribbon. Yeah, yeah. The girl with the green so ribbon. Do you know that yeah. one, Rose? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. It is. That's by... a that's a cop out Halloween costume. Oh, that's it's what actually you wear by the scary Halloween. stories. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I made up a it Baltimore version of that. Oh. Where it's like this girl has like this necklace and it's made of like pure Maryland blue crab and she's had it on and then she takes it off and her head rolls off and out of it like old baseballs everywhere <laughs> and like the governor Raven comes flies out. crab walking out. Um, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Mess. Well, please tell me that uh, the, the USS Constitutional makes an appearance in that. Was it, is that what it's called? That boat downtown? Constitution. Yeah. Constitution. Yeah. All right. Well, let us uh, read our last confession here. This is from Bunny A, Atlanta. And this one actually kind of is like Rose's dream. Oh, God. Um, it's super bizarre. It's called Dogscape. Basically, the world begins to morph into oh, a... Oh, my girlfriend's here. <laughs> a, oh, yeah, right. You got scared <laughs> of the dogscape. Hold on. Let me turn the lights on for you. Can we pause? Yeah. Do we have a commercial to play? Oh, I didn't think so. I, I decided we are going to let this run now because we were almost having great conversation uh, with the mic off and with it on is better. But you asked me if I know any commercials by heart. And um, if you give me a second, I could pull up some in my email from my freelance. <laughs> but but Mike made fun of me um, for New Mexico because I do a radio show uh, on a classic rock station in New Mexico at night that I record from here. And one night I was doing uh, the anxiety and depression Zoom from that group. And I had to take a break to go to New Mexico and do my show, but I forgot to mute. So they were all (laughs) sitting there laughing at me. And um, yeah, it was very traumatizing because when you're doing radio, you think you're alone in a room talking to a wall and it's fine. Like I'm fine on stage. I perform on stage. I'll sing on stage. That's fine. But but I'm prepared and I know I'm on stage at the time. When you're doing radio in a room by yourself, you mm-hmm. think that you're there by yourself. And so, you know, it's a little different. And if you mess up, you're talking to yourself about your mistakes. And it's like, oh, no, it was it was pure trauma. 
It was pure drama, but I do not feel like reading any commercials right now because y'all can't afford it. Laura's was kind of faking. She like seriously does not want to hear dogs. Oh, okay. Her girlfriend will be here. Okay. Well, do you want to take her microphone until she's back, or no? Just take this one. Actually, one of my scariest real life stories is related to my dad being a DJ in the eighties. But uh, save it for the show. Not a creepy pasta. Oh, it's not a creepy so. one. Well, it's real. It's it's a real life story. It's not an anonymous. I know, story. I know, but it, but it's like it's like a cre- like a real life creepy pasta. Yeah, it's creepy. Oh, let's talk about it after Dogscape. Okay. All right. Can we go back? It's on. Thank you. It's on. Uh, okay, back to Dogscape. Uh, Rose does not want to hear about Dogscape, so she formulated <laughs> a lie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why she's so scared of this. One. This is like kind of not that scary. But basically, the world begins to morph into a living dog entity. The ground is flesh. <laughs> Grass is fur. You don't even know what, what we have to drink in lieu of water. Oh, you don't want to know what we have to drink in lieu of water. Absolutely crazy stories. Are you at all familiar with that, Kate? No. I mean, I guess like, you know, it, it sound it sound I'm laughing, but if it was really happening, it, that would definitely be scary. Sure. Um uh but no, I I don't know about the mythos of of dogscape world. Well, well what what are you picturing there? Cuz I I still haven't quite figured it out myself. Well, to me, I guess what's scary is that I would assume that the planet will no longer be spherical, which I would assume would cause some like major, you know, uh seismic disturbance. You mean it would no longer be flat? I, excuse me. If, yes, of course, it would no longer be a circular disk. Right. Um and then uh, you know, who knows what would happen to that other thing, that other little circle in the sky that we see, the mm. moon. Mm. Um, you know, if the right. earth was to change into a two dimensional dog shape as opposed to a two dimensional circle, um, huh. you know, who, like to I, me, that's what's scary about right. it more than anything is sure. just the astrological scale okay. of, of it. Right. Well, it, from what I was reading about it, it seemed like it wasn't just like one big dog. It seemed like it was like the world was just kind of <laughs> made of dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> like there's multiple dogs everywhere. Like you mean like together. all the, oh, that's sort of like, like a human centipede dog planet. I guess so. I mean, I don't know if exactly how they're conjoined, but like, I, you know, I think it's just a big hodgepodge of dog. Everywhere. Okay, so like, sort of in the way the internet's the running is, out of ideas. The earth is made of rocks, but the rocks right. are becoming dogs. I think so. I think so. Okay, I mean, that's that's pretty horrifying. I mean, that's mm. pretty. That's viscerally, a very creative. It's viscerally upsetting uh-huh, for uh-huh. sure. It's, it's very viscerally yes, upsetting. Yes, definitely. It's, it's yeah. very creative. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard to find a, a new idea these days, <laughs> and they they really kind of got it with. With dogscape, yeah, in my I feel opinion. like I need I need to know more about it. Do you know anything about dogscape, Josie? Do you, are you attending dogscape this year? Is your band <laughs> playing? <laughs> First of all, no, I don't know anything that you're talking about, and I'm not sure I wanted to. I totally tuned it out because during the non-commercial commercial break, I actually got um, an email to do a commercial for New Mexico. So, uh, <laughs> thank the universe for sending me money for goofing off about my job. <laughs> That's great news. But now, uh, Dogscape. What did I do? No, there's Artscape, and then there's Project Runway, which I did that. I modeled for that. Oh, cool. Um, But no, no Dogscape. And my band is not performing there because I don't have a band. I only steal other people's bands. (laughs) That's what I do. 
It is so creepy in yeah, here. That was a sure is scary one, fellas. <laughs> uh, um, welcome back from the break. You're I, a little late. Oh no, I was here the whole. No, no. So can I we ask what is the aspect of that story that you find upsetting? To me, what's scary is the idea of that the earth will no longer be able to sustain itself on a systemic level. So it's just sort of scary as an apocalypse. No, that's just reality. Uh, That part didn't scare me at all. (laughs) Um, You could be like making that up and I would not know. Uh, Because I don't know the story. I just know that like I don't want to be scared of dogs. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it wouldn't necessarily take a creepypasta to do that to you. I mean, there's some scary dogs out there. They're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, coming up next, Kate has a story uh, that is uh, part of their life, a real-life creepypasta. Um, And uh, why don't you just tell us, Kate? Yeah, um... So uh, in the early 1980s, my dad was a DJ on an AM radio station and he worked late at night. My parents lived in Baltimore County on Chapel Road, which is like, a, you know, it's, it's suburban. Chapel it, Road. That's Chapel a name Road. for a horror movie mm-hmm. right there. You'll, you'll drive Chapel by Road. it. You'll, you, you've probably passed it many times, Mike, growing up in these here parts. Um, it's where, where is it exactly? Like per- Perryville, Perring Parkway area. Okay. Anyway, so it's like it's suburban, but it's not dense. So they, they lived right. in a little house that was, you know, distant from anything sure. else. And, you know, not on a sidewalk, not on a place that people walked by. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my dad had a late radio show. And so he was working late and it was winter time, and it was a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom had never seen The Shine. And it came Mm. on TV. Mm. So she decided to watch The Shining for the first time by herself in a blizzard in the middle of the night. And suddenly she felt compelled to go to the window. And she looked out the window and there were footprints in the snow leading up to the window, but not walking away. Dude, that is terrifying. If you recall, if you recall... That is how Danny saves himself yes. in the maze is yes. by retracing his footprints so that Jack can't track him. So, I mean, what are the possibilities here? Somebody walked up to the house and then climbed up onto the roof. Somebody walked up to the house and then disappeared. Or was somebody doing a specifically shining right, right. prank on my mom? Right. Because they would have had to have approached the house already to right. see that that's what she was watching. It wasn't like oh in the city God. where you can walk by somebody's house and see what's on their TV. Even then, that's a very that's a long way to go to prank a stranger. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that that would be pranking a stranger. I'm thinking more like they came up to her window to like be a bad guy and realized she was watching The Shining and they got scared and retraced their steps and ran away. I thought you were going to say like they came up and they're like going to do something really bad and then they're like, oh, this would be funny if I just like retraced. Like, they saw that she's watching it. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, sorry. What if it was like <laughs> the thing where, you know, how it's like, oh, um, I'm Jewish, but like isn't there a thing where like Jesus is walking around and he steals your footprints? <laughs> yes, what? yes, yes. Exactly Footprints no. in the sand. Yeah, that's that's what. That's, he, about, yeah. that's like his his power is that he like erases your footprints as he's walking. That Jesus is kind of a sick guy, huh? Yeah, he would have been great in a heist. 
Didn't he make a prostitute wash his feet with her hair, too? He had, like, a foot no, thing. I'll tell you who could have used him. Those Ocean's Eleven folks. Yeah. That's not better. Washed, washed his feet with her hair? Washed her feet with his hair. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was always, he loved washing people's feet with his hair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a like, very total funny foot misinterpretation thing. of the footprint. The, the thing. whole that thing is, is, not, is. That's not correct. Right. As, as the representative <laughs> of uh, the Preacher's Daughters Guild of America, what the fuck? Well, there's footsteps in the sand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's carry. footprints. It used to hang in my grandma's bathroom, so every time you went in there and right. sat for a couple minutes, you got to read that. I, I honestly hour. did. I don't think I got that until like my mid twenties. <laughs> like I don't think I knew what the hell it was saying. Is that even from the Bible, or is that no, just a thing that no. people? Crazy oh, okay. Uncle Jesus gonna steal your feet, marks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that one, Rose? Well, That's probably what happened. Do you know that story about the footsteps in the sand? Yeah. Right, I just told it. <laughs> It's you're you're walking, and then you you're walking with you're walking with God, you're walking with God. He's droning on and on as usual. <laughs> he won't shut up about X Men. <laughs> Does your phone have screens on both sides? No. Oh. Uh, okay. I dreamed I was walking alone, the beach with the Lord, and... Walking along. Along, yeah, 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 sorry. (laughs) Across the sky flash scenes from my life. So it's like a montage. For each scene... (laughs) (laughs) It's like Rocky IV. Jesus walking montage. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me, the other to the Lord. When the last scene of my life flashed before us, I looked back at the footprints in the sand... I noticed that many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I also noticed the puzzle man. No. (laughs) He was pretending to be a foot. (laughs) Yeah. A foot man would be a lot of fun to do. I also noticed that it happened at at the very lowest and saddest times of my life. This really bothered me, and I questioned the Lord about it. Quote, Lord... You said that once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times of my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why in times when I needed you, you should leave me. That, I feel like they could have said that a lot quicker. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot of, the Lord replied, my precious, precious child. I was stealing the footprints. <laughs> I love you. And I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. Uh, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was when I carried you. Okay, I almost had a heart attack because I felt something stroking my back. <laughs> and Amanda's holding my hand and it's yeah. Ebony behind me on the chair. In this setting, oh, footprints definitely sounds like creepy creepypasta right. material. Footprints in the sand. I'm in the dark. There's a black cat. And then there's us. Good God, dude! We should we totally should have like pranked Rose and like just all like disappeared under the table. And then when she turns on the light, none of us are here. You'd be under the table. That is one of those <laughs> middle school sleepover girl girl things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we have to talk about? You got Josie. You you uh, you you dove into the creepy pastas a bit for this episode, correct? I did, I did, and the uh, and and the Cove one was my jam because of my tie-in with not quite remembering the race pace coaster right. and having sort of the same experience. Right. So, so that was definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah, okay. What, what, what was there anything different about what 
the version that you read from the the televised version that I saw. Yeah, it w- it was static in in that version, okay. and um, what really annoyed me the most though is is because the way they had it set up, it was people like chatting on like an aim type yes. chat thing. And so the whole time you hear click, 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 click <laughs> behind it. And I get like really bad misphonia. And so I was just like, oh my God, stop. Like that to me was worse than the story. Was the tooth <laughs> child involved? <gasps> I hate that the, where he's just, it's like he didn't talk. Tooth he just, child. His teeth went like that. No, the tooth child. So, but what in the, in Candle Cove, as you read it, was the tooth child a component? No, I don't think so. We, I, we no, I listened. I didn't. Okay. I didn't in, read. I, I think in like the the story version, in the, it's, it's in like the, it's like two paragraphs long. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The tooth child is a is a is a creature um, made entirely of the uh, the fallen out t- <gasps> children who this uh, one woman in the town. Uh, she's like a creepy music teacher or something. She's collecting the teeth and feeding them. She leaves them out at night Ugh. and the tooth child comes and takes them and, and adds them to himself. That's th- kind of sad. Like, we don't know the tooth child's a bad guy. Right. Yeah, no, the tooth child He's just a tooth guy. Somebody could make a whole piano yeah, out of them. No, the, <laughs> the tooth child is sort of neutral. It's just sort of like used by this creepy but it all it like the show it, it gets complicated the tooth child is sort of like there's like avatars on different levels of reality that like it, it gets a little confused mm. um but yeah um are you all familiar with the where the bad kids go story uh, <laughs> you played that one for me okay that's a good one kate it's like uh, I think it's in um, Palestine or oh oh yes 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 I do know this one I do know this one and there's some horrible kids show where yeah. they show kids being bad and then it says where the bad kids go and yeah. it's like a bunker where everyone's screaming in pain and then uh, the guy's grown up and he goes to investigate this and he can't like he it's a uh, thing where he can't remember if it actually happened or if he dreamed it or something and he finds like the bunker and he breaks his way inside. And uh, there's like blood and crap all over the place, and in the center of the ceiling, there's a caged microphone. God, and there's yeah. like cl- bloody claw marks. Yeah, on the yeah. wall from people trying to scratch their way yep. out, assumingly. Absolutely. Yeah, I did. I did hear that one. I, I, I have a. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically fascinated with the idea of like supernaturally powerful media. I guess that's sort of an inverse instance, actually, though, where it turns out that the reality, that the the reality was what mm. was right. horrifying, and it wasn't supernatural. Well, what's an example of that? The I, Ring. Oh, the Ring, Videodrome. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, is this some sort of tie into your dad being the AM nighttime <gasps> DJ guy, like that you have these thoughts about media like that? <laughs> yeah, I'd say that my I'd say yeah. that my dad has a lot to do with my morbid thought processes. Yeah. yeah. Found found media is is spooky. Like that's a spooky subject. Oh, I and actually, I told you, you know, we had that weird coincidence. I watched that movie. Uh, w- yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and I what was it called? Uh, WNUF. Yeah, Halloween, Halloween special. special or yeah, something. yeah. And I uh, I, for, uh, I I was watching this movie, and it's like a found footage Halloween movie. And mm. I just I got the vibe that it was made in Maryland. Mm-hmm. It was just like all of the generic town names were like places that are in Maryland, but could be anywhere. And then like one of the newscasters had like a Baltimore accent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I looked it up, and I saw that it was made in Maryland. The Blair I started Witch reading Project? the credits, and Mike 
was one of the writers. <laughs> yeah. And I, I messaged him and I was like, is this because I was like, maybe they can Mike Moran, you know, I don't know. But uh, wait, yeah, that was funny. That, that was, was like a couple weeks ago. You, yeah. So you, by coincidence, by coincidence found yeah. one of Mike's. On Shutter. I found it on Shudder. It's on. Yeah. And it was it was a it, it was a fun movie. Yeah. The Blair Witch Project was also filmed in also, Maryland. Yeah. And oh, yeah. also I better than the... it gets credit for, I think. That's yeah. also a crazy coincidence. Like you Very strange just, coincidence. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it, if it wasn't for the fact that I had thought that it was from that I had just like sort of got the vibe that it was made in Maryland, I wouldn't have probably even like looked, looked up the, the Wikipedia page or anything. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, Please tell me that was Ebony touching my leg. It was. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know because I heard her. Ebony's over there. in my lap. Let's, let's turn on the lights. <laughs> Ebony That's... hasn't lived here for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's never an Ebony. Um. Well, that's the thing with cats is they move quickly. Only if the puzzle man's controlling their bones. <laughs> puzzle man. Puzzle man. <laughs> AJ, you know about uh, puzzle man? All right. Can AJ even find a microphone right now? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, me? I forgot we can't see anything. Oh, I forgot that's my name. <laughs> is it your name? He's the only one that calls me that. Oh, okay. I'm still getting used to it. I was like, oh, wait, that's me? <laughs> No, yes, she did tell me about Puzzle Man. That is quite disturbing. AJ, while you're here, do you have any uh, any creepypasta experience you'd like to tell us about? Do you like spooky stories and whatnot? Wait. Well, you <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> does Rose ever read spooky stories with you? Yeah, she does. No, I don't. Do I? Well, you tell me. You tell me, well, I guess we do pillow talk. Some of it's Well, that's creepy, different. Not. It's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, you, I think you took creepy. <laughs> I ask her you really. You took creepy the wrong way. I, <laughs> There's two kinds of creepy, I guess. I ask her really thought-provoking questions, like would you rather, um, if you had to have furniture made of Pop-Tarts or raviolis, which one? <laughs> And it's a trick question because technically pop tarts are a type of ravioli. What? Think about it. Oh my god, you just blew my mind. We got to do a pop tarts episode now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there any uh, any other uh, creepy pastas we'd like to discuss before we wrap up, or any real life stories that could have been creepy pastas? I mean, so many, you know, there's too many to, you know, right. even time for all of them. Right, right. Yeah. I found one online that, like, I thought was a creepypasta, and it turned out to be a real thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's, like, ongoing. Oh, no. And it's called The Tooth Man. Stop! And it's real. Hand to God. There was, like, all these kids have memories of going to this dentist in a certain area, and he was, like, a, a monster. Like, he was horrible to him. His assistant was horrible. They, like, put them through all these painful surgeries. He would, like, tell the parents that they needed some surgery that they didn't need so he could get paid. And, like, everybody had, like, horrible nightmares about him. And the, the dentist would just be like, your kids are just bratty. And uh, if you go, like, his page is still up and his reviews and everything. And there's all these. They've even, like, formed a group of people who are going to, like, sue him or something. Is he alive? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. he he. Was... Dan the Tooth Man, I think he was called. So, what did? Can I ask what he did? He just took their teeth out. He just did like really painful surgery. Like he just didn't, didn't use put an them under. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's had horrible traumatic experiences and, there, and they were they were mean. And on he did work. Yeah, like him and his assistant were just like terrible to the kids, and they'd like make fun of them when they cried and stuff. 
And uh, oh and my yeah. god! Yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. It's true. There's I all wanna... these reviews. That's terrible. Some people, one even one person was like, "I thought that maybe I had made this up, and it was a, a nightmare that I was having." And uh, it, it's Doctor Dan, yeah, Doctor, the Tooth Man. Yeah, Doctor Dan, the Tooth Man. Yeah. Do we? If we know this guy is like just out there, like why? You can Google isn't it. There yeah. More outrage. Well, I think he shut down his practice. I don't know when exactly, but very recently. I don't know if it was. But I'm outraged of... that he like exists. Like I'm uh, outraged yeah. that like I want to hypothetically, allegedly, like rip his teeth out. Well, hypothetically. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if there's going to be like a lawsuit or something like that or an arrest. Oh but, my uh, god. Where did he work? I forget. I feel like it was like Ohio or something. Loveland, Ohio. Loveland. Loveland. I know. I. 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 I think I know Loveland. I've. Uh, I lived in Ohio for a time. We all hope to know Loveland sometime <laughs> in our life. All right, y'all. This has been super, super fun. Is there anything else we want to say or plug or do before we wrap it up? Shout out to Puzzle Man. Puzzle Man. Uh, we got to write Puzzle Man. Symbolizing capitalism and making <laughs> me realize that uh, I got to probably go on a vacation. One one dream did what Karl Marx could not for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have a quick PSA. Um, if you're walking around by yourself at night, don't whistle. Someone that you know might approach you, but it's probably not really them. Oh, what? God. Oh, God. What? Is that a thing? That's what I've been told. My great-grandma was P.A. Dutch, and she just said whistling inside brings the devil. But, yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole... There's an entire... You could do an entire episode just... Whistling. Like, yeah. Whist- that's, that's like... like your, your grandmother was that religious that whistling was like the devil's music. No, she was Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> that has nothing to do with religion and everything to do with superstition. But it's not like it's not like you know, rock and roll is the devil's music. She wasn't like even whistling is the Just devil's whistling. music. Even like a right. light tapping. Right. <laughs> you don't whistle inside. You could whistle outside according to her rules. I'll tell okay, you, okay. of all the religious rules, I I could probably do that one. Okay, you know, I could give up whistling inside. <laughs> I, it'd be hard for me. I could still drink but and I, eat bacon yeah. though. Drink and eat bacon. At the same time. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been such a fun episode. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Thank you so much, Rose. Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Josie. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Puzzle Man. No prob. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. Thank you, Ebony. And thank you, AJ. We'll see you next time, everybody, on The Confessional. <laughs>